Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, the podcast for your face. I'm Chessie Hunt and you are listening to our weekly Ask an Expert episode. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, then you've definitely heard the word retinol and retinoid. And maybe you're a little confused about which is which and what the difference is between them. Don't worry, I am right there with you. To sort it all out once and for all, I'm joined today by Dr. Prasanthi, who is a GP, cosmetic doctor and spokesperson for online dermatology service software. Welcome back, Dr. Prasanthi. Hi, Sharon. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure. So we are very confused here because in the beauty world, you've got this term retinol and then you've also got retinoids. And I feel like they do get thrown around like they're one and the same. Are they interchangeable or are they different? Yeah, it can be a bit confusing. They're obviously spelt very similarly as well. (laughs) But retinoids are essentially an umbrella term for topical vitamin A products. And it goes retinol esters, retinol, retinal or retinaldehyde, and then retinoic acid, which are things like your prescription retinoids. So essentially, these are all varying in strength and potency and the amount of retinoic acid that is then produced from these products. But they are all retinoids, so they're all types of vitamin A. So retinol is a type of retinoid. Retinal is a type of retinoid. So retinol sits under this umbrella. Correct. And there's other ones too. Correct, yes. And there's essentially... This is great. I'm off to a bad start. No, no. (laughs) There's essentially this conversion pathway that happens. Retinol is converted into retinol, which is then converted into retinoic acid. So each step of conversion reduces the amount of substrate that's available of retinoic acid at the end. So, for example, retinol on a prescription retinoid, when directly applied to the skin, is directly retinoic acid, whereas retinol, you apply it to the skin, it then needs to be converted to retinol and then into retinoic acid. So with each step of conversion, if you can kind of think back to chemistry, that substrate is reducing an amount. So the amount of active retinoic acid at the end is much less than applying a prescription retinoid to your skin. And there's pros and cons to that, which we can go into a little bit later. I'm nodding my head like, yeah, I totally understand this. I'm like, that word, the letters R-E-T being said so many times that I can understand why people are as confused as I am about the differences. I guess let's go with skin improving benefits. What's on offer with retinoids, retinol? Are they the same? Generally, yes. So most of the studies have been performed on prescription retinoids, but there have been studies performed on retinols, retinol, and some retinal esters. So you might see that on a packaging like retinal palmitate, for example. But essentially, retinoids are well known for being amazing anti-aging products. So they work by directly stimulating our fibroblasts, which are our collagen-producing cells, to lay down more collagen. And they also help to increase skin cell turnover by affecting the keratinocytes on our top level of the skin. So this is particularly helpful in conditions like acne, hyperpigmentation, 
where you want to lift some of that pigmentation. So there's lots of different ways that it can work. It can also help to regulate oil production. The most effective forms of retinoids tend to be prescription retinoids, and that's owing to the majority of the studies being done on that and also more of that retinoic acid, which is the active form of vitamin A, in those products. Okay, and then retinol, same kind of results or maybe dialed down? Dialed down because it is less potent. It doesn't mean that it's not effective. So retinol is 20 times less powerful than, say, a prescription retinoid, just to give you an idea. When it comes to retinoids, consistency is much more important than potency. So if you're someone with a sensitive skin condition, and I've had this with my patients, you know, they try and try and use prescription vitamin A and they just can't. Like they get irritation, peeling, and that's often more distressing for them Mm. or it's causing redness or hyperpigmentation and then they're managing that. So in that instance, someone using retinol is actually much, much better because they're going to be using it more consistently and therefore conferring the benefits of that consistent use. So, you know, each has a place. Everyone's different. So it's not necessarily that you know, everyone should be on a prescription retinoid because it's just not sustainable for all skin types. Now, when you say prescription retinoids, are retinoids only available on prescription? No. So remembering that retinoids is that umbrella term for retinol, retinal and tretinoin, which is a prescription retinoid. So retinol and retinal can actually be purchased over the counter, which is why a lot of people get their introduction to vitamin A that way. But something like tretinoin is prescription only. You can only use it under the guidance of a doctor and that's because it is a strong medication. Like I've personally, when I started using it many years ago, made the mistake of using far too much, (laughs) didn't go to a doctor myself and just peeled for like 10 days. So it is something that you need that guidance and that hand-holding at the beginning to mitigate that irritation and have realistic expectations with the drug so you don't freak out when all of these side effects initially occur. And then what about retinol, though? Are there any forms of that that are prescription? No. So Ah. retinol is something you can just get over the counter. You'll see varying strengths. So I think, you know, a brand like Medicaid has different strength retinols and you kind of work your way up with that. So that's where it differs. You don't need a script for retinol, but you do need a script for tretinoin, for example. There's some claims out there in the big wide world that any over-the-counter retinol product is not going to have any kind of impact on fine lines. Is there any truth in that? No, I disagree with that. So retinol will have an effect on the skin. It will just take a longer time to see those effects. So to give you an idea, when I counsel a patient with tretinoin or a prescription vitamin A, I generally say the studies have shown the best benefits for you know, fine lines and wrinkles at six and 12 months. So that's already quite a long time. So remembering that tretinoin is 20 times more powerful than Mm. retinol, the time to affect with that is going to be much longer. Now, if you're someone who's young, your extent of photo damage is going to be much, much less. And so using a retinol is probably going to be fine because the levels of the depth of your wrinkles and et cetera are not going to be so bad. But say you're in your 50s or 60s, that's going to probably not be ideal potentially because you are losing all of that collagen and your skin is much more photo damaged. So you want to kind of have results a little bit more quicker and that's where a prescription retinoid can come in handy. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, 
we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. All right, talk to me about the pros and cons between retinoids, retinol, and how that will help you decide which team you should go with. Sure. So I would say if you're like a serious skincare person and you're just obsessed with all things skincare, you probably would want to get onto a prescription vitamin A because the evidence and data behind it as an anti-aging drug, there's just nothing that compares to it, like nothing, like vitamin C, AHAs. It's just the gold standard. It's really great at giving your skin a really nice glow, softening those fine lines, helping regulate your pigment production, and if you have acne, also helping with that. But if you're someone with sensitive skin, so something potentially like rosacea or acne, dermatitis or perioral dermatitis, that might be too strong for your skin because it'll be very drying and irritating. And so introducing with a retinol might be the way to start. And it could be that you then graduate to a prescription retinoid over time, but you just wouldn't start with that initially because the incidence or the chance of irritation is just going to be far too high and that's going to freak you out. Yeah. As you kind of had firsthand from yeah. the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even now, like if I overdo it with vitamin A, I can get perioral dermatitis. But that's where the counselling comes in handy. A good doctor will really talk you through all the possible side effects, how to slowly introduce it. And that's why prescription retinoids require that little bit more hand-holding. So what are the pros and cons of retinol? So reti- and this would generally be a non-over-the-counter Correct, product. yeah. So pros are that there's potentially less irritation with it. I mean, some people still experience irritation mm. with retinol because they just have very sensitive skin. But it's generally a nice introduction to the retinoid family. You tend to be able to use it a little bit more consistently, Generally speaking, side effects are less aggressive than when you use a prescription retinoid. And so it allows people to use it more consistently. And as I've mentioned, consistency is what's important to see those results. The cons might be that you might not get the same degree of collagen stimulation or skin cell turnover that you would see with a prescription retinoid, but you still will see results with it. It just depends on how fast you want to see results really and that degree of collagen stimulation. But as I mentioned, if you're younger, it might be fine to start with a retinol because you don't need so much collagen stimulation. If you're older and you have more photo damage, then you probably would want to go onto the strong stuff. Is there anyone who is unsuited to using either retinoids or retinol that you would just say, no, not for you? So it's not recommended in pregnancy or breastfeeding. So generally we will ensure that women are having a washout period before they even start to try conceiving and that's because it's a possible teratogenic ingredient that can affect fetal development and it's also potentially passed through breast milk. I think people with sensitive skin, whether that be just generalised sensitivity versus you know eczema, perioral dermatitis, rosacea, it's not that they can't use it but you just go even more cautiously with them and any sign of irritation you get them to let you know. But there are ways that you can mitigate that irritation. So, for example, you might have heard of something called the sandwich method, which is essentially moisturiser, then either retinol or your prescription retinoid, then moisturiser, and that tends to mitigate some of those irritative side effects. So it just might be that in those sensitive skin individuals you're using it less frequently 
because that's what they need to do to maintain their skin and prevent irritation. So they still get to get some of the benefits from the retinol or the prescription retinoid, but they just need to have this balance so that they're not irritating the skin either. Actually, speaking of the sandwich method, is there a difference in the way you should apply a retinol versus a retinoid or is it all the same method? I would approach them the same. So when starting either a retinol or a prescription retinoid, slow and steady. I tend to tell people to only use it one to two times a week at the start and see how their skin responds and then each fortnight up that by one night. So in a fortnight you'd be using it three times a week and then after a fortnight you'd use it four times a week. In that time period you'll start to sort of see whether patients are tolerating the medication or not and then be able to suggest the sandwich method to them, whether that be retinol or prescription retinoid. Generally for my patients, I tend to tell them to keep a jar of moisturiser next to their bed so that 30 minutes after they're moisturising, and that's just because the retinol or retinoid is increasing skin cell turnover. So at the start, they notice some dryness in the morning and that can just help lock in the moisture overnight. But generally the principles are the same, slow and steady and being patient with those results. As I've mentioned, everyone just wants results fast. It's not like a an AHA where you're going to see that glow the next day. It's more of a long-term thing with retinol and retinoids. And saying that things are going well, what are you looking for that things are going well? Because I think when things are going wrong, you'll be aware. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I think I've overdone it. You so- just notice a really nice glow to the skin. Tretinoin also increases something called angiogenesis, so blood vessels produced in the skin. So increasing that oxygenation alongside the collagen. So you just feel like there's a retinol glow that you tend to have. The skin looks really smooth. You'll notice your pigmentation starting to fade as well. Obviously, you know, if you have darker skin, that might be a little bit more stubborn and you might need other actives to help that. But improvements in tone, texture, regulation of breakouts are the main things that you'll see. You will know because you'll be very happy with your skin. Yeah, it just has a nice, nice healthy glow to it. And those fine lines tend to soften as well. Dr. Prasanthi, thank you so much for clearing up this whole retinol versus retinoid confusion and talking us through it. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Sharon. And thank you for tuning in today. I'm Sharon Hunt. Our show's executive producer is Talisa Bazaz and audio production is by Leah Porges. Tune back into You Beauty tomorrow for our weekly beauty news episode. Bye.